We've been talking on the show this morning about a tragic case, and it comes down to some paperwork, yes, but at its core, it's an 18-year-old who died in a car accident. His name is was Milo Yekmalian, and his father joins us right now. Good morning. Hey, good morning. How are you? I'm okay. Um, tell me, tell me about your son. Milo was uh, an 18-year-old Division One basketball player in Ontario. He, he played on the top two or three teams in Ontario, if not Canada, for that matter. He was a, a real special kid, actually. He was one of the few kids starting at the age of 14. He started his own charities to help kids in need. <clears throat> he, he, uh, he started this thing called Hoops for Hunger Canada, uh, where he would offer Division One training basketball to local kids from our community for food donations in order to help kids on food programs or just families in need. Now, Milo was in a collision on the 17th of May, 2022. What were the circumstances of that? Uh, yeah, you know, it, it was May 17th. It was, you know, a bright, sunny day. Um, my wife and I were out doing errands. Uh, as to the exact particulars about the case, I, I, you know, the police don't give you a whole lot of information. I, as, as far as I know, Milo was hit in his lane and Milo was cleared of any and all wrongdoing uh, when it came to the collision. Um, basically, he was hit head-on in his lane, thus killing him, right? And do I understand correctly that you actually came across the accident scene? Yeah, that's correct. My wife and I were driving back from uh, grocery shopping or a restaurant. I, I, uh, I, I really can't remember, but we were driving back from Orangeville that day, and Milo was killed about... I don't know, 700 meters from the corner of my my street uh, that we live on. So as my wife and I approached across the intersection, we saw a vehicle that looked exactly like Milo's. And at that point, it 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 it, it became anarchy. You know, we jumped out of the car. My my wife was screaming out his name. She knew it was him right away. And I was trying to figure out if it was him. And it, it was it was chaos. It was. In all of this, there's a 67-year-old man who was charged with careless driving causing death, which brings us to why you and I are talking this morning. Uh, the case is not going ahead because apparently a police officer didn't sign the right form. That's right. As far as I understand, the officer that did not sign the form was not an investigational officer. This officer had nothing to do with the actual investigation. He was not part of the crash reconstruction team. He was not first on scene that day. He had zero to do with the actual investigational side. Basically, from what I understand, his signature is a clerical administration uh, signature. It's a signature retaining information saying, okay, we've received all this information, and I sign a statement saying I've collected it from this person and this person and brings it forth to the JP on site that day when they lay the charges. And the JP took it in and did not notice that the signature was there. The JP's role there is to make sure that all the information is done and signed properly, and if not, sent back. 
And I, I have that understanding based on the transcripts from the court documents. Right. That. Okay, I mean, I just, I can't imagine what this feels like. I mean, this man is not going to face any kind of consequence. And, you know, it's not like somebody forgot to sign a check that they sent to Hydro Toronto. I mean, this is an unsigned form, and here there's no justice for your son. Absolutely. It's ridiculous. I can I can literally throw a piece of garbage and have an officer on a street and suffer more consequences in terms of fines or anything like that than a man killing somebody. And, and you know, that's part of the reason why I'm reaching out to so many people in the media right now and trying to get this story out is the incompetence level and the accountability now in our system. It, it just proves how broken it is. And I can understand that there were policies and procedures put in place because of COVID, something about dropping the information off in a basket, and that may or may not happen in the signatures, and I don't really understand it. But the judge at that point in time, or the JP that resided and and withdrew uh, the charges, there should have been some form of leniency because of COVID, right? He's saying, okay, well, are we in COVID or aren't we in COVID? The JP himself is asking that question in the court documents. Yet, here we are, the case is withdrawn, and this guy walks away with nothing. Alan, I hope that there's a better outcome to this, but the case may already be closed. Thank you for this, and our condolences. It's just awful what happened to your son. I appreciate you taking the time to contact me and get the word out about my son and and the incompetence at the level at the OPP and the Crown's office in Orangeville. Anything we can get out about this, I I think, will help the next family. It may not help my family, but it may help another family, and, and this is important. Thank you. Thank you.